This is episode 19 of the Remix Your World podcast with Tyler J. McCall. And if you have ever been one of those people that are like, Ugh, I fucking hate posting on Instagram, then this is the episode that you do not want to miss. Welcome to Remix Your World. I'm Allison Kalagna global DJ and music producer turned life remixer and personal growth coach. In each episode, we bring you real talk, inspiring stories, and heartfelt conversations of personal transformation to help you uplift and amplify your life. This is the Remix Your World podcast. Tyler J. McCall is an Instagram and social media marketer, strategist, and coach for creatives and online business owners. He teaches his students how to use Instagram with intention to grow their community online and grow their business. Tyler focuses on using Instagram and social media to tell stories, build relationships, and convert followers to fans, drawing from his 10 years of experience in nonprofit marketing and management and community organization. He's taught thousands of entrepreneurs and managed dozens of Instagram accounts since getting into the online marketing game in 2015. Tyler is based in Chicago, where he lives with his partner, Eric. When he's not coaching or teaching, Tyler enjoys target runs and road trips that he documents on his Instagram stories. What's up, world? It is episode 19. I am Allison Kalagna, and today I am talking to Instagram marketing specialist, strategist, epic LGBTQ fighter, queer, fellow, badass, cute, target-loving, Ben and Jerry's-loving, adorable husband-loving, Tyler J. McCall. Now, normally when Tyler's on a show, He's talking about all about everything that what he's doing and his amazingness because he is and he can help you get over that block of politely bragging about yourself, you know, using Instagram with intention. That is what he does. Um, I found out about him through another podcast that I followed and I fell in love with him. I was like, oh my God, this guy's so awesome. I want to be his friend. So I brought him on the show and we had more of a real talk conversation about how he came about his coming up, his coming out, his life in Chicago, and what has eventually led him to doing what he's doing. So we have a little bit more of an in-depth conversation about him and who he is as a person, as well as how he can help you. There is a lot of free information that he offers, as well as some really great membership sites that you can join to be a part of his tribe also. And he will get into that and talk to you about that. I really enjoyed our conversation. It was fun, off the cuff, candid, and we got to learn a little bit about each other. And I hope that you fall for him as much as I have also fallen for him. So without further ado, let's just get it popping with the Instagram snip, snap, and shopping. Here is Tyler J. McCall. Come on, come on, come on, come on. So what if you could find a way to have more joy, creativity, and passion in your daily life? Imagine if lack of time wasn't in your way of doing what you love. What if you found the courage to pursue the vision that lies deep within you? 
What if the fear of judgment and all of those negative voices in your head didn't hold you back from living and loving out loud? What would it look like if you had a community of fierce allies who inspired you to be the best version of yourself? The CIJ Clarity Catalyst is based on a Stanford University's master's degree course in transformation. CIJ teaches you how to remix difficult situations into daring possibilities. It helps you silence the negative mind chatter. It helps you create more authentic relationships by deepening your communication skills. CIJ helps you turn up the volume on self-confidence while bringing peace, play, and purpose into your daily life. I would be honored to teach you what I have learned. Now, I can promise you, there's plenty of tough love, coaching, and real talk. But I can also promise you there's plenty of laughter and play because that's just who I am at the core. And I would love to meet who you are at your core. If you're looking for change, if you're looking to get unstuck, if you're looking for true clarity, then I highly invite you to take this powerful eight-week journey with me. Now, CIJ isn't for everyone. If you're the kind of person who wants change but doesn't want to really dig in and do something about it, it's not for you. And I would rather us not try and work together than for you to convince yourself that you're ready. I want you to be really ready for this course. And it's going to take some daring. And it's going to take a little bit of muscle. And it's going to take a lot of courage. But if you are ready, then it's ready for you. Find out if you and I are a good fit for each other. And if we are, welcome to class, my friend. If you want to find out more, head over to remixyourworld.com slash CIJ. Welcome, Mr. Tyler. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good. I'm happy to have you on. And I can yeah, see thanks you. Thanks for having me. Yes, I can, nice. I can see you too. Yeah, that's I know, fun. I love that. Before we get into the tea, we have to get into the real tea and the, the star is born tea. <gasps> yeah. So good, right? Oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> well, you're, you're a music person, so are you loving it? I am a music person, so yes, and I'm a Gaga person. So like, hello. I was really, um, we sat in the third row, which is usually I don't ever do in movies because, like, it's so mm-hmm. close. But it was one of those lay-down ones, and literally Gaga was, like, in my mouth. I mean, there's... Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> we saw it in um, the theater. We go to an arc light here, mm-hmm. and they have... Some of their theaters have that, like, Atmos sound or whatever. So it's, like, atmospheric sound. Oh. And it was so good. Wow. That would have been exciting. Yeah, it was so good. Oh, my God. I, like, cried so much. Yeah, he was really good. He was so good. He blew my mind. Like, I mean, I was a little more captivated by him because I'm just always captivated by Gaga. So, like, he was just, like, he blew my mind. I know. He was incredible. And I love that, like, she made him sing. Like, they were going to initially do the voiceover, but she was like, "Uh uh-uh. I know. That's so good. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's all good. I love that. And like, I can't stop listening to Shallow and singing along to it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> all right. They, so they knew what they were doing. They did. They did. They did. So I want you to tell my loving people who you are, because some of my loving listeners might not know who you are and don't know how awesome you are as much as I love you. So why don't you tell everyone how awesome you are? Oh my gosh, thank you. Uh, so my name is Tyler J. McCall. I am an Instagram marketing strategist for entrepreneurs, creative, small business owners, and I help folks use Instagram in a more genuine and intentional way to grow their impact and to make more money. Mm, who doesn't want that? <laughs> right? I know. It's <laughs> amazing. So how did you get into all of this? Yeah, so I actually, um, my career started in the nonprofit world okay. and doing nonprofit work and political and community organizing. So I worked for the YMCA for six years and also spent some time doing political and community organizing for LGBTQ issues in the rural South in my home state of North Carolina. Um, started and ran a fun little grassroots uh, queer organizing organization there when all the um, Amendment 1 mess was happening right. um, before marriage equality. So we were like running around going to these like little one stoplight towns being like, where are all the gay people at? Come have coffee <laughs> with us. We'll help you like, we'll help you write letters to your editor. <laughs> Doing that kind of stuff. So that's how I got my start with like with social media that back then it was on Twitter is what mm. I was doing. We hosted Twitter chats and connecting with people and then um, working in the nonprofit world, doing operations and marketing and management, all kinds of crazy things. And I was feeling really burnt out doing that at the end of 2015 and started side hustling and asking people if I could help them with their social media accounts and left my full-time job in 2016 and opened a small boutique marketing agency with a dear friend. And we spent a whole year managing accounts for, for local businesses and national brands and coaching creatives. And then at the end of that year, I went out on my own and uh, started doing more coaching and consulting. And then about a year ago from us recording this, we opened the Follower to Fan Society, which is what I do now, which is an online membership community where we talk all about marketing and strategy and business and Instagram and being your real self on the internet, all that good stuff. Yeah, I love that. I didn't know you were from the South, so I'm Southern too. I'm from Louisiana. Okay. So we have. Oh my gosh, that's like a whole nother version of the that's South. That's a whole nother. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> that's. Uh, that I love is. like all the all the versions of the South. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> have you ever been to Louisiana? I went when I was in middle school. Okay. Uh, but I haven't been back since. But no, we need to. We need to like. We my partner and I need to go do New Orleans properly. I think as proper yeah. adults. Oh my God! Yes, you do, and you need to let me know, and I will help you out with that. My oh, dad perfect. is my dad is retired, and he used to be a. Um, a fancy tour guide I can have him he's gay also he could take you around and fun yeah. oh my god that's so fun okay it's a date it's we're a, doing it's awesome yeah cool. but like January right I'm not trying to go in like August <laughs> no no you are not trying to go in the summer honey no <laughs> that is a hell no <laughs> all right so then what brought you to Chicago so I know you know you had a pretty big life remixed can you talk about that a little bit and how you migrated uh -huh. then yeah, of course. So the beginning of 2017, I was running my business and my partner, um, Eric, and I were talking about feeling ready for a change. We wanted to go somewhere else. And we, had, we were living in North Carolina still. Mm -hmm. um, he and I met in college 10 years ago. We, were, we lived in North Carolina after college. And 
we were ready to try the city thing. And he and I both really liked Chicago. We had both spent time here doing internships. We just loved, like, it's a good city, it right? It is. It's so it's good. It's such a good city. Um, so we were like, yeah, we want to go there. So we started getting all the pieces moving to move to Chicago. And it was um, April of, of last year, of 2017, when my dad got really sick. He had an injury at work, and it, it kind of ended up showing up that he had a spinal cord lesion. And a few months went by, and he had to have surgery on his spine, and his condition got worse and worse. And he and uh, just before he had surgery, Eric and I actually visited Chicago, and we found our apartment. We were, like, getting everything ready. We were so excited. And then just a couple weeks later, my dad died really suddenly um, without any warning. We didn't know what was going to happen. He seemed like, you know, he was in good health. He was 55 years old. And and that happened. And, you know, it really changed everything for me about how I approach business. And it changed changed my life as well as, as things like that do. And, um, and, you know, my dad and I had a conversation. I think it was like his second week in the hospital. And my dad had worked his whole life. He started working when he was 11 years old. They had a family sawmill in North Carolina. Um, he left home at 18 with like everything he owned in a grocery store bag wow. and like started his life working at a factory. He worked his entire life. And here he was laying in a hospital bed and he like couldn't feel anything from the waist down. He was experiencing wow. that. And he was laying there and we were talking and he said, you know, Tyler, as soon as this is all over, or T-Bear, that's what he calls me, T-Bear, mm-hmm. um, you know, as soon as this is all over, I'm ready to just like not work as much. I want to get a camper and I want to go to the races. He was a big NASCAR fan, as you are in the South. <laughs> so he like loved his guns and NASCAR and that was it. Um, and his wife and children. And he was like, I want to get a camper. I want to go to the races. Like, I don't, I'm sick of working. Like I've spent my whole life working to make money, to pay for things so I could do more work. Mm-hmm. And then two months later, he was gone. And it was just such a big wake-up call for me of how I was living my life for my work Mm -hmm. and how I needed to change the way that I did business so that I could get back to living my life. Mm -hmm. So we we moved to Chicago in August of last year because that was all planned and paid for Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it had to happen. Mm -hmm. And we got here and I decided to totally change my business model and fire all my clients and launch follower to fan society. And we paid rent our first month here and we were out of money and no other, no other money to come. So we had to make it work. And I mean, since then it's just, everything's changed. It's it's incredible what I'm able to do now. That's amazing. So do you feel that in that moment of losing your dad, that was pretty much the biggest shift of like, shit's got to change. This needs to be remixed. Boom. Yeah. 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 Biggest change in my life. I, I lost before. I, I, my my grandmother and I were very close and she mm-hmm. passed in 2011. And, and that was a huge, uh, that was a huge deal. And then uh, that following summer, my parents were in a motorcycle accident together and they both, both nearly died. And wow. so I kind of had like these big moments, you know, over the past 10 years where I've had these, these really big moments of like, just huge wake up calls for mm. what I was doing and how I was living life. And dad dying was that one that was like, okay, there's, there's a lot that needs to change about not just about, um, kind of what I do, but how I show up about how I have relationships with other people about being confident with myself. You know, I don't, I don't know if my dad was ever 100% confident in himself mm. and, um, you know, what it means to be confident, especially growing up like a chubby queer kid in the South, like right. what that looks like. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was a big wake-up call for how I needed to just approach 
everything in my life in a different way. Yeah. What do you think was the biggest lesson you learned from him alive as, as, as how he lived his life? Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest one was uh, just being a person of integrity and mm-hmm. what that meant. Um, he was a big believer in that. He practiced that a lot. Mm-hmm. There's this whole country song that says, um, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Mm-hmm. And he like loved that song. He always talked about like standing up for what you believe in, doing what you say you're going to do. Um, so that's a big one. Another one is just, re- and I actually have it in my office right now. When I graduated high school, I was the first person in my family to go to college. Um, I got a full scholarship, all these things. My dad was so incredibly proud of me. And he got me this little wooden placard that said, when you get there, remember where you came from. Mm-hmm. So just remembering that too, remembering like how hard he worked and what he went through and how we didn't have a lot growing up and um, how my parents always, you know, made the best for us and, and remembering that and not losing that mm. was another big lesson from him. Wow, that's amazing. That's beautiful. And your mom, is she still with us? She is. Yes. Yeah. My dear old mom. I love her. <laughs> Hi, she mom. drives me crazy. <laughs> Hi, mom. Um, you drive me crazy. You already know that. Yeah, it's funny. You know, like growing up, I was much closer to my mom and my grandma. Mm. Um, and then the older I got, I got a lot closer with my dad. And I think just my dad and I like didn't know how to communicate when I was younger. Right. Like before college, we just couldn't do it. We were in, we were in different on different planets, really. Yeah. But as I got older, and he got a little more accustomed to the ways of the world, realized there was more to life than you know the tiny one stoplight town. Um, you know, we could talk about things more thoughtfully and. Really, like he and I started started jiving a lot more later on. Yeah. When did you come out? So I had. I love we're, we're recording this on National Coming Out Day. Huh? I know. <laughs> I know. It's so good. Um, I kind of had like a staggered coming out. I um, I had a pretty traumatic experience as a queer kid uh, when I was. I was 16 years old and that my parents found out that I was gay Mm. and they were doing the best they could with what they knew at the time. And uh, what they knew and what they understood was that homosexuality was wrong. It was a sin and that it was something that could be fixed. So I actually spent a year in uh, conversion therapy with a Christian family therapist. Really? Uh, Yeah. Attempting to cure my homosexuality. Wow. I did that for a year and then I just kind of faded away over time. Like we didn't talk about it anymore. It wasn't, I, we, I still don't talk to my family about that year. Mm. Um, so I did that and then I just went back into the closet really deeply. I really, you know, I was, I grew up Southern Baptist. So Mm -hmm. I just really kind of leaned into that faith tradition to get me to college. And then in college, I learned about other faith traditions, like in the Christian faith. And I got introduced to like, Pentecostalism, like all these different approaches to Christianity. So uh, during that time, I was, you know, I feel like growing up Baptist, you learn as a, you know, someone who's, who's gay is like, oh, well, we just don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, we just pretend it's not real. But in like the Pentecostal church or, you know, um, Assemblies of God, it was, oh, this is real and we're going to fix it. Mm. (laughs) So I got involved in that world and I was like, I was, I was involved in like 24 seven prayer stuff and uh, healing conferences, like really trying to pursue something to fix something about myself that actually didn't need fixing. And I ended up coming out to myself finally and to my closest friends uh, during the summer of 2008, um, but didn't come out to my family until uh, spring of 2012. 
Yeah. So, and that was because uh, we were, I guess it was end of 2011, beginning of 2012, uh, because there was this uh, amendment on that was up for a vote in North Carolina to limit or to, you know, pretty much saying marriage equality was not going to happen here. And I was working with a local organization and then also working at the state level to organize people to get out the vote. And I was writing letters to the editor and my parents found out. Wow. Yeah. And my dad called me and he said, what is, what is this about? You're, I, was, I was living in a, a town that was like one county over from my uncle. So my uncle got that newspaper oh and he sent it to my dad. And my dad said, what is this about? And um, he said, you need to come home and we need to talk about this. I was still living in my college town at that point. So I drove up and spent the evening and told them everything. My partner, Eric, and I had been together for four years at that point. Mm. Um, yeah, and I came out to them then. And then since then, it's like, I feel like I've always been out. Right. Do you get that? Well, I mean... It's like, it's weird now. Yeah, I mean, and you're you're so out. I love how out you are, you know? But, <laughs> but you know what's, what's interesting, though? Because even in my own... I, I came out, and then I feel like just... Even in the last couple of years, I've come out even more, if that makes makes yeah. any more sense. I guess because, like, once I I was so out and I've been DJing, you know, for 27 years now, primor- you know, ma- mostly in gay men's events, all the big circuit parties all over the world. And yet I was so out, but I still had such my own homophobic shame inside, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like I just really reconciled all of that within the last five or six years, you know, so now it's like a whole different level of being out. Um, but yeah, like that is, that's beautiful to hear that story and shocking at the same time, because it's like, wow, you're so, you know, like you're, I love how gay you are. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> Me too. I love how gay I am too. I know. It's so fun. I just love to, like, I know we have a long way to go as a society and as a culture, but I just love like how, we're just at this really unique time where like so many people are challenging all these beliefs and thoughts mm-hmm. and I just love it so much. Yeah. I, you know, I see young queers now and it's like, it's so inspiring and heart opening and sometimes sad at the same time. Cause it's just like, Oh wow. What would that have been like to have that kind of freedom? So, cause I grew up in Dubai. So wow. there is, yeah, it was, you you didn't talk about that stuff at all. You know, it's like this, uh-huh. you know. Um, but yeah, so I look at young kids now and it's like, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But, but awesome. So where did you meet Eric then? Is he from so we North in, Carolina also then? So he's from Florida by way of Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met in college. Yeah, I met him his first semester. He came in uh, first semester or second semester of his freshman year. And that was the second semester of my sophomore year. Mm. Yeah. We met through a mutual friend. I thought he was super cute. I stalked him on Facebook all summer. (laughs) And then that fall, um, we went back to school and I just happened to live with uh, one of my roommates was friends with a girl who was friends with Eric and we just partied together and hung out all the time. And yeah, he and I started dating after... Our friend Jose Cuervo helped us get more familiar with one another one night. <laughs> oh, good old Jose. <laughs> right. He's so helpful. <laughs> yeah, but that was 10 years, 10 years ago, 10 years ago this September. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. All right. So then present times, here you are in Chicago. You're crushing it in your business. You went from mm-hmm. not crushing it to crushing it. So 
Tell us about that. So when was the moment that you realized, wow, I'm going to create Follower to Fan Society? Like when was the aha for you? Yeah, so I I had the idea. I was sitting on the idea for a while. I joined this program called Business by Design mm-hmm. uh, back at the beginning of 27. What year is it? Back at the beginning of 2017, um, I joined Business by Design. So I was like learning this the concept of like creating an online course or membership or something like that. And I had this idea for how to help people use Instagram more intentionally. That was what it really came down to. And then. I had that crazy summer, all the things in my life happened, and I reworked the idea a few times. And what it really ended up coming down to was I wanted to create a place where people could have the Instagram education they needed that was current because Instagram changes like the moment, like the time we've been on this interview, it's changed, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and strategies and tactics change. So I wanted to have a place where I could update people. I wanted to have a place where we could uh, teach them a really uh, – a really effective way to use Instagram, but I didn't want—I didn't want to just create a course because that felt too like stale and boring to me. Right. Instead, I wanted a place where people could belong. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, so much of my life has been about either looking for a place for me to belong or creating a space for others to belong. Because for so much of my life, I didn't belong. Yeah. Um. So, follower to fan is a place for me to create a space and hold space and encourage a space for people to belong, to be themselves, to find themselves, to get clear on who they are, how they want to show up in the world, and then to be not just encouraged, but challenged to do so using a platform like Instagram. So it's really more than just Instagram. You know, we we like, we tackle a lot through what we do. Yeah. So tell us what, you know, what are some of the big things if somebody's coming to you? Because, I mean, this is how I found you through Amy Porterfield. Hashtag Amy Porterfield. What's up, girl? I love you. (laughs) Me too. And then, um, so that's kind of how I found you. And I, just from those moments and watching you, I've challenged myself of like, okay, all right, I can get better at this. I can get better than this. As a creative entrepreneur, I struggle with this. As an artist, I struggle with this. Mm -hmm. A lot of my listeners struggle with this. It's this whole, how do you sell without selling thing, you know? And how do you, how do you come off as authentic as yourself and not sound like a narcissistic asshole, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know? And so how, what do you say to someone who is just petrified in that like, breaking through their Instagram um, fears of, of selling themselves. Yeah. We see that a lot, you know, people who come to us inside the society. And there are a few things that we talk about. I mean, the first thing is that we can't do any of this until we understand who you're trying to reach, like whose life you want to impact, what problem you're solving, how you're helping people be better parents or partners or run better businesses or have more beautiful homes, whatever it is that you do, right? Mm -hmm. And we all do more than, you know, yes, you're an artist, but you really do this, right? So getting clear on what is that transformation you provide for people and who are those people? So it Mm -hmm. starts with that. The reason we start there is because, I mean, of course it influences the content, right? Like we can't, we can't create content online until we know who we're talking to. But for me, it's a really foundational part of how we understand how Instagram is just an extension of how we have relationships with real people, right? Mm -hmm. So thinking about um, how, as a business owner, I want to do business with people and people want to do business with people. They're not trying to do business with this like amorphous, uh, you know, unapproachable entity in the world. And social media has allowed us uh, to really 
lean into the concept of building a personal brand or building a business as a solopreneur or creative where people are able to connect directly with us. So getting clear on who we want to reach is really important. And then from there, recognizing that um, when we do not let people see us and when we don't tell our stories, when we don't show up as our real selves and when we don't give value to our audience, we're really doing them a disservice. And at the end of the day, I would much rather cut through the noise, Mm -hmm. do scary things like show up as myself, not hide who I am, talk about what I believe in and why I believe that and stand out from the crowd and just be another person in the crowd that gets lost in the noise. And you're not able to help people when you're just contributing to the noise. Mm. The only way to help people is to cut through that noise. And um, we were just talking about it before we started recording, right? I mean, Bradley Cooper said it so well and A Star is Born talking about like you have something to say, but more importantly, you have a way to say that. And people go their entire lives Mm -hmm. without having a way to say what they want to say. But Instagram can be your way to say what you want to say. And that's an incredible thing. That's awesome. So has that been your favorite? When do you use mostly other platforms or you're just mainly focused on Instagram? That's your... Instagram's my thing. I, li- I like Facebook groups as well. I think Facebook groups and are kind of the next best place to connect with people mm-hmm. on social. But Instagram, to me, of all the platforms, it's not not to me. I mean, the numbers show it's true. It's the most yeah. engaging platform. Um, Instagram stories has totally changed the game with how people consume and create content. It's the easiest platform to connect directly with people and to have direct conversations with people all in one place mm. and to see people, truly see them through something like Instagram stories. And we can't really do that anywhere else. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm obsessed with it. I yeah. love it. I'm much more into Instagram than anything else. And, I, and as a <laughs> consumer, I am, you know, so... I, I see that the stories thing has taken me a while, but I will. I thank you for that because I wasn't making any stories until I heard you. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, get on the stories! I know I wasn't doing any stories until you. So praise you, I praise you, baby. Yes, <laughs> um, I'm glad. I'm happy I can help. Yeah, no. So then, okay. So if somebody is looking to join. Is this something that is only offered a certain time of year? Can anybody jump in at any time? Somebody's like, oh, I'm, I love this dude. I want in. How do they do it? Yeah. Well, first of all, we'd love to have you um, inside the society. So the best way to join is actually through just going to our website and hopping on the, the wait list. Mm-hmm. So um, when you join, it's just follower to fan society.com. So you can hop on the wait list and we'll send you more information when the doors open. Another thing you can check out is I actually have a free Instagram masterclass where I walk you through my complete four step system for using Instagram to turn followers into fans. Nice. And then also talk about um, some of the mistakes that you may be making on Instagram, which is totally fine. I've made them. Lots of our students are making them when they yeah. come to us, but just talking about things like overposting, like, or spending your time in the wrong place on Instagram or obsessing over the photo, like things that you think you should be doing, but they're not really helping you move the needle in your business. Mm. So I cover all that inside the class and that's at freeinstagramclass.com. Awesome. I will link that up also. Yeah. So do you have like a process with who you allow to be in 
is it a certain number mm-hmm. or, you know, like, how do you know if, say, how do you know that I want to get in and what do I have to go through to actually for you to say yes? Besides, yeah, me, so besides it's pretty simple. Be, like, being cool, what does someone have to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so once you watch that class, you're actually going to get all the details on joining and you'll mm-hmm. get an invitation to join then. Um, but we really there's no way to just go and sign up right now. We want people to go through that class first because right. I want you to understand the principles that you're going to learn and our approach to Instagram and how it may be a little different than what you typically know. And the other the other big thing to think about is when you join this, you're not signing up for a course, you are joining a community. Mm. So there are expectations, you know, not like we're going to make you do anything, but like you know, like you care about people or you like want to be in a community with a other group. people. That's something you should think about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But other than that, you know, we don't, we don't make it too exclusive. I mean, we have, we have members uh, from all walks of life who are selling products who are selling services in dozens of countries around the world, different ages, different, everything is, everything is represented, uh, different audiences, different types of products or services. So um, you'll, we tend to, speak a little bit more to creative type folks or creative minded people just because that's where I am. That's yeah. where most of our people are. So if you kind of lead with your heart and lead with your creativity and you're okay talking about your feelings, then it's the place for you. Nice. <laughs> I love that. I'm all about feelings. Y'all know that. I am <laughs> all about the feelings. <laughs> so besides that, then what else are you up to? Is there anything else that you're really excited that you're building? I'm, I know you're you're working on something because I follow those stories. Do you want to talk to us about what you're up to? <laughs> no, we're just we're we're looking at. So my partner Eric works in the business with me now, which I love. So he and I get to think about the business a lot, probably more than we should. <laughs> um, and we're just always kind of working on how to make it better. So we're really looking at for follower to fan society in particular, how can we create a more outstanding experience for our members mm. to help them get more results more quickly and to feel more connected with one another. So looking at how we can do that, we're going to be making some changes in the new year, which I'm really excited about. Um, and then for me, it's just kind of figuring out like, what's the next thing I want to tackle and talk about. And I'm really feeling kind of led to talk more about how we can use our personality to show up online, how we can uh, use the things that we feel like are weird or abnormal right. about ourselves as a way to connect with other people, to build relationships, and how our personalities are really the thing that set us apart from other people who do similar things. So how we can use that for marketing ourselves. So I want to talk more about that. I don't know in what, what way, but it's, it's coming soon. It's, it's, in, it's in me. It's trying to get out. It's trying to get out, but I just don't know. I don't know where to put it yet. Yeah, I love it. You well, you heard it. You heard it here first. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> don't tell anyone. <laughs> no, but it's exciting. I love what you're doing. Um, it's, it inspires me to be more active and engaging with um, with my groups and what I'm up to. So I really love what you're doing. I'm happy. Thanks. I'm happy I found you. Um, yeah. What do you feel is has been one of the most proudest moments in your life? Period. Business and personal. Oh gosh. Um, Oh wow! I think graduating graduating college was one of those things for me. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where I just knowing that like so many people who I love so dearly who are a part of my life never had that opportunity. So that was something I was just really proud of, and I was really fortunate in that I was I was recognized 
at the end of my college career for a lot of the things that I did. I, I won an academic freedom award because I, I did a whole research study on spiritual violence and mm. how that is um, perpetrated through things like conversion and reparative therapies. So being able to speak back from, to that experience and yeah. pull in information and research about uh, kind of the trauma that queer folks live with mm-hmm. when they grow up in um, and faith communities that don't accept them. So being recognized for that at a Southern Baptist university was really incredible. And, mm. um, you know, being this, you know, queer 22 year old who was recognized as like graduate of the year, those types of things are, they're really, the things I'm really incredibly proud of. and just so, so grateful that I had those opportunities and just really speak to, I think they really speak to people's ability to like, see people beyond beliefs and ideas and things like that. And that meant a lot to me. Yeah. Have you found your own sacred teachings, spirituality? What do, what do you, how has that shifted what you feel about spirituality now? That's a really great question. I, yeah, I've really found like a lot of, I found a lot of peace in like practicing meditation and mm-hmm. thinking more like universally about things now understanding concepts of like the law of attraction and all of that stuff has been really, really helpful and really beneficial. I don't, I don't know if I like prescribed any tradition now or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but um, I don't know, like I could go to church tomorrow and I think I'd be happy. I just love it. I love that. I love that feeling. I love the idea of fellowship and being around other people who believe in something similar. I think it's such a powerful thing. And yeah, I don't necessarily practice anything like that anymore, but I see, I like respect that and I understand what that means for people because I understood what it meant for me at that yeah. time of my life. Yeah. yeah, I love that too because I, I've, you know, growing up in a country that, you know, an Islamic country, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't really raised with my own religion, but I was so called to A, the music, you know, that came out of their call to prayer. Yeah. And the dedication of of the prayers being played over the loudspeakers five times a day, you know. And then I had my grandmother at home who would take me to church and tell me about Jesus. It was like all of these things, (laughs) you know. Yeah. And I was always fascinated with you can feel the energy no matter what, right? So, like, it doesn't (laughs) matter if you if you go into a big church and they're singing and you feel it, if you go into a mosque and they're praying, you feel it. If you go into a monastery and a Buddhist monk, they're chanting, you feel it. You know, it's like yeah. that. I feel like is that universal um, energy that you just can't you can't put any no no label on it, right? It's like it's yeah. you just feel it. And mu- yeah. music to me is that as well. You know, I've felt that experience in clubs plenty of times. You know, it's just like that yeah. oneness. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's so good. What sort of things do you hold sacred now? That's a really great question, too. Come in with the good questions today, Allison. <laughs> I'm loving it. Um, I think I think relationships, you know, people are are really important to me. I have. I, I'm really fortunate to have a very close group of of friends who no matter what happens in our lives, like we're there for each other. So mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Um, and I definitely hold those sacred. Um, 
practices around like meditation and mm-hmm. beingness and mindfulness. I try and I need to be better at doing that, but whenever I'm in those those kind of spaces of of doing that, it's really valuable. Um Yeah, I love music too. I love art. I love going to an art museum. It makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Just like seeing express I seeing that creative expression or hearing or experiencing creative expression from others. Yeah. It's really incredible. I feel like that inspires me yeah. to be more creative. Yeah. You have the best museum ever in Chicago. It was I went to the first time to the Art Institute Museum. I spent almost six hours there. Oh yeah, by myself. Oh, yeah, that's easy. I created a playlist and play. I mean, it was magnificent. It was like the so best good. little art estate with myself. It was so good. The miniatures. Yeah. Wow. The <gasps> so good. Yeah. I know. <laughs> really good. It's incredible. Yeah, I can I can I can spend an entire day in a museum or yeah. an aquarium the whole day and mm-hmm. I love every minute of it. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, so you talked about music. So, when you are feeling like Whitney Houston right now, when you're feeling down and out and you got jobs <laughs> a lot. So, what where's your go-to? If you need like I need I need a moment, I'm not I'm upset. I need something like your power anthem. What is it? Okay. So like, I don't want to be in my feelings. Like I want to get out of my feelings. You want to get out of them. Yeah. Oh, but but if you have those good where you want to be in them too, you could do two. I'll give you two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So if I want to be in my feelings, it's going to be something really cheesy and basic, like some Nora Jones or something like that. Like very like rain on the window. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, To get out of my feelings, it's probably going to be, it's going to be like a bumper. It's going to be something like, like Lizzo or um, Fergie Ferg Mm -hmm. or um, I don't have an exact song. It's very like kind of circumstantial, right? Like if I, like I could put on uh, like Good As Hell by Lizzo, I could listen to that song like every morning for the rest of my life and I would get I would do incredible things, right? Yeah. Or like it ain't nothing by Fergie. Oh <laughs> that's like an, that is an anthem. That is an anthem. I love that. Um yeah, or some Lady Gaga. Yeah. Anything really, like I I don't know. Anything really. Yeah. You tend to hit the pop the pop vibe gets you going. Oh yeah, the pop vibe definitely does it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So when it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered by? Oh, I want to be remembered by. um, I I think I want to be remembered by allowing people to be themselves and helping them be themselves and teaching them what that can look like and how they can do that with ease. And I want to be remembered for that, like encouraging and inspiring, encouraging and inspiring people to live their, live their authentic life, live their true life. I love that. And show, and show themselves. Yes, exactly. Yes. Well, I'm excited and I thank you for coming on and I'm going to send everybody to you now i'm going to put all the information in your show notes obviously you're on instagram that's your thing it's just tyler j mccall on instagram that's right at tyler j mccall yeah okay and where else can people find you 
and uh, tylerjmccall.com. I have some free resources over there and then freeinstagramclass.com. Those are the best places to get to me. I love that yeah. you got that URL. You better do it, honey. I know, right? Like, let's don't tell Instagram. I don't want to get a cease and desist. <laughs> because <laughs> they send them I know because I have a lot of other Instagram URLs I can't use anymore because of them so. oops <laughs> <laughs> go to that one and it's down just go to tylerjmccall.com slash masterclass and you'll find it <laughs> yes yes absolutely that is so awesome well I enjoyed talking to you and thank you so much you can come back any time you want whenever you've birthed this new thing that's inside you that comes out I want you to come back and you tell us about it okay I'm going to do it. Yes. Okay. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. So there you have it. That was my conversation with Tyler. Tell me what stood out for you. What did he say about Instagram that kind of hit an inner gong for you? Or what did he say about his personal story? You know, maybe some of you can really resonate with what he went through. I would love to hear about it. And I know he would too. So take a picture of your phone, tag us on Instagram, and let us know. And you can also join the Remix Your World Insiders group on Facebook, where I have a bunch of fellow students that have graduated my CIJ class, some other fellow podcast listeners like yourself, and just an epic load of humans who are looking to inspire up-level and remix their daily life for the better. Feel free to join us. You never know, you might find your new best friend. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I'm gonna link up all of Tyler's information in the show notes so that you can go and follow him. Have an amazing holiday. Find some gratitude in the stressful traffic, in the stressful stores. Aren't you glad we have things like Amazon now? That's pretty amazing, right? We don't have to deal with all that stress. But if you do find stress this holiday, try and come back to your breath. It never leaves your side. And if you need a little help with gratitude, I have a free gratitude meditation that I would be happy to send to you. It literally will take you from grumpy pants to the happy dance. Text the words free gratitude, all one word, to 44222, and I will send you a 20-minute guided gratitude meditation led by me, put to music, and I guarantee you, you will receive instant gratification. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I hope you have an amazing week ahead, and I will look forward to seeing you on another episode of the Remix Your World podcast. Take care.